good. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you back for another episode of Roach Coach, creating this new metal canon one album at a time. This week, we're coming close. We're coming close to the end of the Bye Babe series. Bye, babe. Bye. As Jenny says her goodbye to the show, but before she goes, she has picked, handpicked, a grouping of albums to talk about as we go. And this week, Jenny, you looked at the long list, which is very long. It's quite long. Quite long. Full of recommendations and recommendations, things that have been found, curios, albums that have been pushed for. People have sent us multiple messages saying, don't ignore our country. Do this album. And you looked at this list and you said, Geek? Grade school boner? Oh, we're listening to that. <laughs> that's uh, that's absolutely correct. <laughs> that is what I did. Sorry that we are ignoring your country. <laughs> Stared it straight in the maw and said, it's time, grade school boner. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I am who I am, you know? Please don't be anybody else. Don't be anybody else but yourself, Jenny. Yeah, I mean, I know you've been asking me what made me choose this. It's called Grade School Boner. It's got boner in the title. That's the only reason I chose it. So don't try to look any more deeply into that. It was <laughs> purely me saying, eh, you know what? That one says boner. That's funny to me. Uh, this fits also very apropos today. Jenny, um, you sent me a video earlier today. I hope it's okay if I mention this, um, of your daughter uh, farting on Mitch and then making a fart nose with her mouth. That's right. Yeah. Yes. And I was, I was like, this is your daughter, 100%. It totally makes sense that that would happen. And then we would talk about grade school boner in the evening. Oh, yeah. If we ever end up in a situation where we have to like have a talk with her about like being grown up about what's funny the conversation couldn't happen in any authentic way in our home <laughs> because <laughs> it's 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 so hard like today rosemary called something a stupid head and i was like i need to address this but also classic stupid head like it really worked in the moment yeah chef's chef's kiss on execution as we were talking about off mic ronan got in trouble at school today because he decided to go around and scare the other kids by telling them about dead bodies. <laughs> I don't know what he knows about dead He's bodies. A real juggler. He yeah. really is. He and really then, is. And then he laughed at the teacher when <laughs> yes. they, that's the best part to me. <laughs> uh yeah. So we got we got a we got a bunch of repscallions under our wing. Yeah. Um and we said to all of them today, go to bed. Mommy and Daddy have to go talk about Geek's grade school boner. That's exactly right. And you know what? Let's do it. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album came out, I don't have an exact release date, but it seems to be sometime in May of 2001. Mm. Well, that would be a thick of it record for May 2001. That fits, yeah. 
Yeah, there's no real, um, there, there's not a lot about this album on the internet, for real, because I looked, and I called in help, talked, I was texting with some people, I was like, I can't find out shit about this band Geek, and some people were helpful, and some people gave me nothing. But that's also what we brought to the table. So. That's true. I was like, I can't find shit, and they're like, me neither, and I was like, that's fair. Um, <laughs> Let me see what I can find. Geek, great school boner. Right. Yeah, nothing comes up. <laughs> Let me do my own research. Geek, great school boner. Houston, Texas. Geek, band, great school boner. Houston, I, Texas, 2000s. So, Jenny, uh, yeah, we already know your history. You, what is, do you, you have no history with this, I assume? No, no, no. Okay. No. I have no history with this. I know I this. I have was... no history with this. That is a shocker, Matt. I thought for sure you're going to be like me and the boys. Oh, dude, what have I really unveiled that I've been a closet geek fan the whole time? <sighs> that would be the greatest reveal, Matt. If you're like, uh, not only am I a fan, but going to the liner notes, you're going to find old Maddie and Oz giving a thank you. Yeah, the person who you didn't ask for geek information for is the treasure trove uh, over here. That wow, would be wow, wow. that would be the biggest surprise. So yeah, none of us have any history. This was uh, a recommendation. I don't remember who recommended it, but congratulations. Jenny picked it, and we're doing it. Jenny, who's in Geek? Geek is made up of Jeremy Gaskill on guitar, John Corrigan on vocals, Joy Gaskill on drums, and Trent Moss on bass. These boys, and they are boys, are from Houston, Texas. And in my search to find stuff, friend of the show, Carol, sent me this article, Jenny, from the Houston Press. I sent over to you. Truly, a truly incredible document. Yep, this was um, put out June 8th, 2000. This was, I think, just before their uh, EP was released. Their EP has another great title, which just smells like tuna. Lauren and I were saying before we started recording, we have no clue what they could have been talking about. But something smells like tuna. Something smells like tuna. <laughs> I mean, it could be anything. If, you, if you're going to your house, you're like, this place smells like tuna. You're probably going to start flipping, flipping cushions, looking underneath the bed because something's in trouble. Because what else could it mean? Matt, what smells like tuna? What could that mean? Um, someone opened up a can of Fancy Feast. That could be it. That could yeah. be it. That's it right. smells like tuna, but it's actually yeah. Fancy mm-hmm. Feast. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. probably it's it. It's definitely not pussy. No way. Absolutely mm. not. Mm. That's a cat. That's yeah. not even a fish, so that doesn't make no, sense. It doesn't make any no sense. It doesn't make it, any sense. It was like, oh, rest in peace, Gallagher, because of your <laughs> no sense jokes. It makes no sense. Comb, tomb, and bomb don't rhyme. Did Gallagher die? Yeah, I'm Jen- sorry to be the Whoa, guy. Whoa, Jenny, <laughs> yeah, Gallagher died. Sorry, yeah. I'm not on the news. Gallagher newsletter. <laughs> yeah, he's gone to the big oh. sludge matic in the sky. Well, yes. Yeah. That's tough. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Sure is. (laughs) It comes for us all, Jenny. It does. One day. Even Gallagher. Even Gallagher, too. (laughs) Why do they always take the good ones? Oh, man. How many Gallagher's are they going to take? Gallagher, too, is now shaking in his boots. Yeah. Yeah. 
I uh, I always remember as a kid, uh, they would run those Gallagher specials on Comedy Central, and they made no sense to me whatsoever. I was baffled by them. I remember my tipping point where I couldn't watch it anymore because it made no sense to me was Gallagher was on stage, and then they opened the curtain, and they wheeled out a giant couch that was so huge that it might as well have been for like Godzilla or something. The audience is in hysteric audience is losing their minds at this giant couch. And then Gallagher just gets on it and like lays down and leans on it with his elbow. <laughs> and they are just like losing it. And I was like, what's the joke? I'll be I honest. I'm laughing. <laughs> just imagining it. It's the spectacle, the visual gag man it's in a just- tiny hat, big man. Giant couch, he becomes small man. The couch is too big for the man. Why is he on that big couch? <laughs> he doesn't need well, that. For for anybody who wants to watch Gallagher the Maddest, you too can see a couch with style. The uh which is the which is the bit here. I Gallagher is such a product of its time. Like it is totally trapped in that moment where there was no internet. There was only three channels, and there was nothing on. So, like, at four in the morning, if there was TV, it was just, like, the worst commercials you've ever seen. That's where Gallagher shines. It's Mm. just, like, this weird microcosm of the 70s. Everything's brown (laughs) or tan and depressing. And he's like, I'm going to smash fruit. Young Lauren Kozlowski, not impressed. Not a fan. I was not into it. it. Didn't make any sense to me. I was baffled by it, you know. But then a couple of years later, they cycled that stuff out. They brought in the kids in the hall, and I said, "Now we're talking. Those are my guys." Let's talk about geek a little bit more, though. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So yes, Jenny Gallagher's dead. You're welcome. Mm, okay, I'll process that on my own time. Okay. So this article in the Houston Press by Les Mixer. It. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> it's it's quite an article. It starts off by saying this, which is an incredible statement. Most musicians do not know how to spend their downtime. <laughs> That's how we start. Like, is that is that true? Is that a stereotype? I don't know. Instead of running through scales or jotting down riffs or pounding the pavement, most, like Jeremy Gaskill of Geek, guitarist for Houston's newest and most exciting having band, contemplate the star-filled future. I don't want to lay around the house anymore, says Gaskill one afternoon. I'm tired of laying around the house. Such is the rock god in waiting's lament. <laughs> wow. The rock god in waiting. I uh, I love the opening paragraph of this article. <laughs> Just someone being like, I don't want to lay around the house anymore. <laughs> like, you, you can choose to do anything else, right? Am I incorrect? Is there like... <laughs> uh, I mean, sometimes you just got to lay around. Especially June of 2000. It's a different world, Jenny. You might as well be laying around. I mean, I wasn't. I was out shoplifting and chasing around dudes who didn't want anything to do with me. Mm. I was busy. I was you a busy were? bee. You were. You were. Jenny had things to do, Laura. Jenny I had did. things to do. Yeah. Not Jenny. like me. I was laying around. I was laying total around. Total request live. Oh, June 2000. I was 
I was, yeah, I was, you know what? If I wasn't laying around in my house, I was laying around my buddy Justin's house saying, let's watch a movie. And then we'd go to family video and we'd walk the aisles for two hours and maybe pick something out. So yeah, that was, that was, I mean, plus like June 2000, the summer after my senior year of high school, man, I'm, I'm chilling like a villain. That's what I'm doing. I also got a little distracted because, Matt, you sent me a picture of Gallagher on the giant couch. And I'm furious looking at this fucking picture. <laughs> okay, hold on. Now I want to look at it. Okay, you guys, the couch is so big. It's so stupid. <laughs> I'm so mad about it. Because there's no, like, the time and the effort. He was lugging that from venue to venue. It's so big compared to him. <laughs> I have tears in my eyes. I'm laughing so hard. I'm partially laughing so hard because of how much I know you hate it, but it is actually oh, that's exactly funny to why me. I'm laughing so hard because that Lord hates this so much. How is it? I mean, put a tiny hat on that guy while he's on the big couch. Fucking night night, everybody. It's funny. Oh my See God. you later. See you later, Gator. <laughs> oh, you can watch it for free on Voodoo Fandango. Can there you believe go. it? Oh, my gosh. Can you believe it? I guess they aren't trying to eke out the last bit of money from the Gallagher trough. No, they're like, listen, you're going to sit through some ads, but enjoy this giant fucking couch. I'll tell you what. Uh-huh. I bet Jeremy Gaskell would not be bored of sitting around the house if he had a couch that big. <laughs> not if he had a couch that big. <laughs> not if he had a couch that big. <laughs> Maybe this is the problem. Maybe. Maybe he needed this couch. Jenny, what separates Geek from other neo-metal acts? Well, there are patches of emo core in the Geek mix, and vocalist John Corgan spends at least as much time singing as he does grunting or rapping. There are also complicated structures at work, advanced stuff for a band that has yet to hit its first birthday. That's Those are less Mixer's words, not mine. Mm-hmm. Shockingly. I like this one. Such unbridled energy can convey the notion that the band really doesn't, quote, give a fuck, as Gaskill puts it. Collectively, the members have stated their goals clearly. They want to be cool, and they never want to work another job that pays $5.15 an hour. Dude, Gaskill says, sans irony, I really don't give a shit as long as they'll let us play, and, like, if they pay us, it's fucking badass. Like, we got paid for a gig. That's bad. I mean, I was going to play anyway, dude. And then Colby, current bass player, came over with some money. He trails off as if nothing more need be said. Hey. 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 I get it. I get it. Yeah. But I mean, beneath all the young ass-kicking braggadocio is a sincere desire to rock the um nation. <laughs> <laughs> okay less yeah it this is really shady but i'm just gonna well there's something else okay let's keep talking about the article and i'll tell you something adjacent to the article that is shady okay. to say but okay. Okay. okay so they bring up here that unlike m- many local bands geek actually practices and they practice hard they occupy a rehearsal space at least four nights a week sometimes five or six Practice is conducted from 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. to accommodate not only the first or second shift jobs of some of the members, but also the chronic smoking of others. <laughs> I don't. What? Yeah, that. <laughs> what? I I can only read that as either 
they're smoking cigarettes and they need to accommodate that or they're getting high which i'm surprised the houston press is gonna advertise but i i don't know in 2000 i'm saying like now they'd be like yeah they smoke up all the time but in 2000 if i recall correctly things were a little more touchy in regards to that you wouldn't just be throwing that around especially if you're just the guys in geek as opposed to you know a famous person i don't know i i'm pretty sure people were just like smoking weed and talking about it a lot in 2000 well no but i mean like blatantly in like a local paper when you're not anybody would you yeah okay i think you would if i recall matt do you recall the temperature in 2000 and things like this or I, i might just be speaking from the perspective of the people i knew when you were 16, well, Jenny, you said during this time period, you were like 15, flouting the law. Me no, personally? Yeah. You just I said was, you, were, you were shoplifting. You were just I was out. shoplifting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You didn't have any doors on your bedroom. No. Um. Yeah. So. Well, I was 23 wondering how I could get like an enormous couch. <laughs> right. Like, that. Just, it was like you knew it existed because you saw the Gallagher. Yeah, because had I watched Comedy Central every day, and it knew and they would play yeah. one of the absolutely terrible Gallagher specials. Yeah, there wasn't like, like a yeah, like buy what you see on TV situation that didn't exist. No. So, so I was like, how can I make one of these? It's just, it's tough. It's a tough one. This couch is so fucking huge. And <laughs> so stupid. It's bigger than you think. <laughs> if you guys know me, like, how this couch is? It's stupid big. It's, but just thinking of like the logistics of the crew in 1983, because that's when that's, the special is from. That's how popular he was. That he could commission a couch that big. This is like, he was Dane Cook level big. It's pretty big. That's pretty big. Wow. And Dane mm-hmm. Cook famously small couch famous small couch guy <laughs> hey, hey hey small couch but a vicious circle the fact that gallagher would ever be angry at modern comics when i have a picture of him standing on a big couch is like shut up forever too well i mean well, i guess that's easy now but well you know well he did he, he, this is true he, he is, is now dead. shut up forever because uh, he's dead. <laughs> I don't know. Don't count his gauss, his gauss out. Don't count his gauss out. His gauss out. Yeah, that would be my luck. I get haunted by the 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 ghost of Gallagher. Ghost of Gallagher. Yeah, what? It makes no sense. Yeah, let's talk about geeks some more. Oh, um, no. Sorry. Uh, I mean, we're almost through this article. These guys are working. They're practicing. Five, six days a week from one to six o'clock in the morning. And this is all going to pay off, Jenny, because who's coming back from tour? That would be a little band called King's X. King's X, Matt, they are, according to this article, Houston's favorite metal sons. I didn't know that. I didn't either. But that's what this article says. And when they return from their upcoming tour, they're going to step into the studio with bassist Doug Pinnock and see... What comes out? Whether that recording session produces four songs or 11 depends on how everything develops. Recording in hand, Geek intends to start branching out to San Antonio, 
Corpus Christi, Dallas, New Orleans, and pretty much any place that won't slam the club door in its face. So, it turns out, Doug did produce the album. Not only did he produce the record. I'm kind of stepping on your producer part here, Jenny. I apologize. He recorded, he engineered, he produced it, and he mixed it at Hound Pound Studios. Of course. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Got to make sure it's from the Hound Pound. Jenny, how much did he charge these boys? That would be the low, low price of free 99. That's right. Doug said, put that cash back in your pocket. I'm doing this for the love of the tunes, baby. And in the liner notes, Geek thanks Doug the recording Doug for the produ- recording, producing, and mixing the CD for free. We think you're great. Yeah, he did it out of the kindness of his I'm in a band with your dad. <laughs> because uh, Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. <laughs> because two of them uh are the sons of Jerry Gaskill, uh, who is the drummer of King's X. So so why didn't he produce the record? He was Maybe like, he doesn't know how. Although Maybe he got home from tour and laid on his giant couch. Oh, and was like King's X money. I'm not sick of laying around the house. That's true. He's like, get off that couch, a giant couch, get in the studio with my buddy, and I'm going to take a well-deserved nap because I am part of Houston's most beloved metal sons. Um, I do indeed have a physical copy of Geek Grade School Boner here in my house. Uh, Ronan saw the cover art earlier today and said, get that away from me, direct quote. (laughs) Um, Jenny, talk us through this album, Mark. So the album cover is a baby doll head with its eyes blacked out, its lips painted blue, and uh, somebody wrote Geek on the forehead. Uh, with a sharpie, it looks like, and we got some little eyebrows drawn on here. Then it looks like um, this is one of the body, the the baby doll's head is on a body of what appears to be one of the aliens from Space Jam. That was my best guess as well. Yes, uh, and the alien from Space Jam has its hand in its pants uh, where a boner would occur. Oh my. Yes, that's right. It's in front of us. I was about a, to say the crotchal area. The crotchal area. Yes. Yeah, that's, that, that's where a boner can occur. I can definitely true. see that area being rubbed between the cushions of a gigantic couch. Yes. God damn it, man. Yes, that it. is true. Ugh, Very terrible. true. <laughs> terrible. There's uh, pictures of the band on the back of the liner notes. The picture here is, what what is this called again? I always want to call it like negative positive, but I know there's like an actual technical term for it. Oh, I don't know what that word is. But either way, it makes them all look creepy and cool, and it appears that Trent is smoking a bong. So more than likely he's talking about, when they were talking about smoking earlier, they were talking about smoking. Well, you should know all about that, resident weed head, Lauren. That's true. Captain 420. That's me. I mean, uh, oh, hear about this. Inside band photo and drawing by 420 Elevated Graphics. There you go. There you go. I got this physical copy off of Discogs.com for a sweet $10. I'm now being told by Discogs that it's on sale for $5.95. 
Wow. So you okay. got me. There's no Wikipedia page for this album. On Discogs, though, Jenny, we got two genre tags. Under I'm sorry, we have a genre tag and we have two style tags. Yes, the genre is rock and the style is alternative rock and new metal. So it's there. There we go. Yeah, in the liner notes, the thank yous. There's a few thank yous that we're not going to talk about, but let's just say 2001 was fucking wild but uh they do thank i know one guy thanks does a whole thank you to weed if i can find it here but all of them shout out their influences and i thought this was pretty good um bassist thanks uh for the inspirations i want to thank failure deftones incubus tool far head pe sublime hum snot and extra thanks to king's x and uh, oh, and I also want to thank Anthony Sapp for showing me some really cool shit on the bass, and Mary Jane for always making it 420. <laughs> nice, dude. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, bro. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, according to the, the liner notes, John E says that there is someone whose actual nickname is. Oh, here it is. Uh, Chi-Chi grade school boner Cameron. So apparently that's somebody's nickname. Uh, which just imagine this. There's other nicknames in here. This album could have been called Eric Big Dick in Your Ear Brass. Yeah, that's my dude. Wow, wow, wow. The oh, guy. Man. Jenny, <laughs> here's the thing, Jenny. If, if, that, if this album had been called Big Dick in Your Ear, you would have picked it even faster. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, we would have already done it. That's true. So. That's true. Uh, yeah, so this article, very interesting. Seek it out, HoustonPress.com. Check it out. Les Mixer did the work. Jenny, any other thoughts and opinions before we dive into this record? Yeah, I mean, I will say this article definitely reads like a high school <laughs> like article which is exactly what I would have written in 2000, but it made me laugh when I was uh, scrolling through this and it said, help us keep the Houston press free. And that was hot on the heels of me reading such as the rock God in waiting's lament. And I was like, bitch, this better be free. <laughs> anyway, Les, thank you for your service. I did learn a lot from this article. I think that's, all i have before we start listening to this you have anything else i don't really have much else i did want to see what else less mixer uh had done for the houston press and he did write an article about a band called squint mm. which is from houghton michigan all right and he also wrote an article about nine inch nails from may 18 2000 called industrial revolutions when the synth dust settles nine inch nails is the band left standing wow 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 and uh one more this is from may 4 2000 it's called highway to heck though christian on the inside mxpx is pure punk on the outside hell yeah wow 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 oh, y'all big mxpx fans uh never listened to them but i feel like I feel like every girl I knew in like the grades younger than me were all about MXPX. Well, I will say that my Carrera is a handsome dude. 
I could see him. Uh, I could see him currying the ladies' favors. Didn't he have I, some Pete Wentz vibes with his look? Wasn't he like a proto Pete Wentz? Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Lebrett piercing, tattoos up the neck, um, good hair, really good, good hair. hair. Fucking oh. rock solid hair. There you go. Oh, wow, wow. Jenny, yeah. were you were you MXPX girl? Oh yeah, yeah. I liked MXPX quite a bit. Um, then I, I'm sure I've told you guys the story about when my mom took me and my friends to see MXPX and the hippos. Um. Was it at a church? It was at, I think it was at, it was at St. Andrews, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And she ended up hanging out at the bar and making friends with their manager, MXPX's manager. And then they would send me promo stuff whenever oh, they awesome. had, wow. like, they would send me, like, whatever they'd send a record store. But it really makes me wonder, like... <laughs> I don't know. Like, was my mom flirting with this guy? What the fuck was happening? Or maybe he was just like, you're a mom. Your kid is here. I'm going to be cool or something. But I don't know. I wonder what Eileen did to get those press packs. I don't think wow. she <laughs> Yeah, this is, you know, after thinking about all this Joe Perry stuff on my mind, maybe she was just being a charmer. Well, Jenny... What would have been more traumatic for you if your mother had left your father for Joe Perry or for the manager of MXPX? <laughs> I don't think anything could top what actually happened. So we'll just we'll okay. Rest. Oh, oh shit! Remember the AMA. Yeah. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. AMA is coming up. <laughs> oh no! I love my mom very dearly. I also love my dad very dearly. They are lovely people on great terms. And we should listen to grade school boner. (laughs) Things have taken a turn. Jenny's like, I'm getting Uh, off this fucking show. Just in general. As I started saying that, I was like, I regret this, but oh, well, (laughs) I only have a couple more episodes left. Uh, There we go. So perfect transition into the first song on this record. It's called I Don't Care. (laughs) Good. Jenny, we'll start with you. What do you think about I Don't Care? Well, it's certainly new. I will say that. Uh, It's very new. It's interesting. I I feel like it's been a while since we've done something that has like more of a 
more of an indie production feel, we'll say. So mm. I think that was one of the first big things that hit me with this. Like, I, I don't know what I was expecting in terms of like production value here, but you know, I thought it was a pretty solid open. I, I liked the screams, the singing as usual for me. Maybe not my favorite part, but it was very new. I thought it was a promising open and I'd like to hear more. Lauren, what did you think? Right away, I noticed these classic tin can drums. I mean, this is pre-St. Anger. So did Lars hear this album and go, got to get these drums? Yeah. Got to get these drums. We've got some chug. We've got whisper moan vocals. This is very Chino sounding. And this, I mean, the inspiration, you didn't need to write it in your liner notes. I could tell. And we got a little bit of rapping later on in the uh, in the song. And the thing that I kind of liked, I wrote in my notes here, is that it feels like it's going to self-destruct at any moment, has lots of momentum, but they still like hold the ship together. It never ends up sounding like they all just dropped their instruments on the floor and walked out of the room. And uh, I wrote Steel from the Best, and I thought it was kind of a hot open for all considered, you know, especially when you consider that Doug did this for free. Matt, how'd you feel about this one? I, I didn't hear the... Deftones as much to me as I felt like, wow, these guys really like corn. Um, that's that's where I was living with this one. Um, but then the production and the mix kind of fell apart about halfway through the out of uh, halfway through the song, and it kind of took me out because it just didn't sound great. Um, so I was a little like, I liked it at first. I was like, all right, I'm in. Drums sound great. He's coming in, got this kind of JD vibe to me. I'm like, it's all happening. But once we get to that kind of I don't care chorus, I'm like, neither I, bro. Neither do I. Mm. Lyrically, I thought the song appeared to be about suicide. It doesn't, like many songs, and I don't want to spoil, but like many songs in this album, I don't know if they ever follow the through line all the way through. There is a sense a lot of the times that they're like, we could be, we could do clarity or we could do cool. And I think they choose cool over clarity, which if I'm guessing on how young they were when they made this, I understand that choice. Now, as we analyze this album 22 years later, or what have you, I would have liked a little bit more clarity, but it seems to be mostly a song about suicide. Jenny, is that what you got? That's what I would guess based on the lyrics. Yeah. There's no song uh, really page. adrift really adrift yeah i uh this is another situation where i'm like man jenny your site the, it's not easy you know when i'm stuck to my own devices and i don't have quiff porn over here to let me know what things mean i'm lost uh um, where's quiff porn when you need them truly oh my my yeah. all right well let's keep let's keep seeing what we can do without our our normal reinforcements up next we've got away Fuck! 
this appears to be. I, okay. I feel like these, I think these dudes are about the same age that I was at this time, maybe closer to the age that you are, Lauren. And so I get where these lyrics are coming from (laughs) as listening to it at the age that I am now. It's kind of funny, but yeah, this seems to be about a breakup as, yeah. as best as I can tell. Is that, is yeah. that what you're getting? Lauren? I, I, uh, I, that's what I got. It's once again, there's, there's a large chunk chunk of this song that feels like it's about, yeah, like a bad relationship situation, but they also know that saying the word sick is cool. And we also get the line that I had to write down, uh, which is, I'll take this life of mine and I'll shove it right up your ass. There you go. Yeah, this is another one where I was like, I I don't know what we're really talking about here, but it kind of doesn't matter. And Matt, people at home can't see your face, which is just grinning from ear to ear because you're loving this album so much. Um, But uh, (laughs) but. I fucking uh, hate this. You, uh, yeah, you are not enjoying this at all. No, um, no, this is not. This is not made for me. And what's interesting is, you know, I did a, I did a bit, a bit of a Christ God challenge on this, you guys, um, but a little bit of a change. And uh, Jenny, for, we haven't talked about it in a minute. For people that don't remember, what's a Christ God challenge? A uh, Christ God challenge is listening once while you're working out, once while you're in the car or over some kind of speakers, and then once as a as a headphones listen. Um, so what I did, I did a little variation on this one. Uh, I did a listen over speakers while I sat on the couch and flipped through the liner notes, uh, a normal size couch. Thank you very much. Mm. And, uh, and then I did a headphone listen after I got my, I got the flu vaccine and my COVID booster on the same day. Um, I don't really recommend that cause it will kick your fucking ass. Uh, let me tell you, take my life and shove it right up my ass. Yeah. That's what happens when you get both those the same day. And so I listened to it that way. And then I, you know, I did my notes and, uh, I think for me on all three of those listens, what I was just taken by is just the unadulterated new metalness of this. Like this is like new metal AF at every moment because it's, right in the thick of it and also like they're just these are fans these people are living it and they're loving it and i I guess that enthusiasm just played for me so even though i was listening to parts and i'd be like technically this might be bad but i'm not having a bad time if that makes sense so yeah so i uh i enjoyed that one as much as i could (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> love that enjoyed it as much I as i could it as much as i could <laughs> as much as i could um, well cool because i enjoyed it as little as somebody can enjoy something uh, matt you just yeah you look like a you look like a guy who yeah. was told who's told that they can't sit on the giant couch that they have to sit yeah i'm, I'm mm. out here i'm looking at that giant couch it has cushions there's a ladder up to it why can't i get on this dumb thing oh gallagher doesn't want me to boohoo i'm here i paid my money um mm uh boy yeah it's now i hear the hear deftones but I, he can't it's obviously fans it's people who have studied the music but not the nuance not really stealing the right shit uh yet you know like mm-hmm. matt what if i told you though that they did steal something from from uh from some new metal records and just uh, records in general that I think is crucial. And mm-hmm. that that would be 
the crazy voicemail. Mm-hmm. I do love mm-hmm. a crazy voicemail. Well, Matt, you are in luck. Please go to 257. Oh, here we go. Message four. Uh, yes, I'm looking for each. Uh, they're not four little fucking assholes and uh, play music and shit. Uh, it costs a lot. Um, I was wondering if they'd like to come play my performance, uh, you know, in the backyard and stuff like that. I can't pay you much, but I heard you motherfuckers just will accept drugs and shit anyway. Uh, call me back at uh, 1-800. Um, you know, fuck you, okay? <laughs> Ah, hmm. If you think this is great, I know a guy. His name <laughs> oh, is Gallagher. Oh, Jesus. And uh, he has a couch. It's fucking enormous. Ooh, All right, guys. Wow. Give me one second. I'm just going to check 1-800-FUCK-YOU real quick and just see um, <laughs> if it's still active. 1-800-FUCK-YOU. <laughs> wow. 1-800-FUCK-YOU. Spoken like a man with a small couch. <laughs> That's real small couch energy. Small couch energy. Small couch energy. You guys have real small couch energy. Jesus. Oh, wow. Uh, Let me look at this stupid ass big couch again. You don't even have sectional energy. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Sectional energy. You you barely have love seat energy. Yeah. Straight small couch energy. (laughs) Oh, couch energy. I'm literally looking Me? at my big couch energy. This is daybed energy. <laughs> daybed energy. Hide bed energy. Yeah. Ottoman energy. Ooh, Ottoman energy. Ottoman energy. There you go. Um, <laughs> Wherever you put me, I'm going to fit. That's the, that's the promise with Ottoman energy. <laughs> Uh, what a what what song is next? Out of control. <laughs> what this podcast is becoming. Rolling up blunts as you listen to Deftones. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, plus, I mean, this guy's out of control. He is hitting at your daughter's mind. That's a threat. That's a threat right now. This guy, he's making a threat to the boomers right there. Mm. Saying, saying, hey. Your daughter's going to want to go see Geek Live. And who knows what I'm going to do? Say hello. Be personable. <laughs> Be personable. Ask her to sign up for our mailing list for when we play again nearby. Wow, wow, wow. There is a get the fuck up at the end. It's all caps in the liner notes. It says, so get the fuck up. Uh, always good to see a get the fuck up. Never mad about that. Of course, I mean, if you're going to mention Deftones in the song, you should also sound like Deftones when you do it. 
I wrote, we're riffing and we're screaming and we're doing everything we can. Um, so this is at this point, this is classic geek. You guys, this is classic geek. Classic geek. Uh, Jenny, how'd you feel about this classic geek of out of control? Uh, you know, I liked it. It's, I feel like the first time I listened, it was tough for me to get past the production quality. But once I was able to do that and put myself in the frame of mind of like how old these dudes are, the year, everything, it does feel like some of the most like unadulterated new we've listened to in a long time. It's extremely of the time. And when I get in that mindset, um, I, I liked it. It's yeah. It's definitely it definitely feels like it definitely feels local. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't expect this album to have a bodies or anything like that, but it's like I I think it's solid for what it is. I mean, when you consider you'd go up to somebody and like, listen, I got an album. It was produced by free. It was produced for free <laughs> by a member of King's X, by a couple of guys who spend all their time laying around on the couch, smoking weed, and listening to Deftones on a loop. They practice from 1 a.m. to 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Four, <laughs> Four to, five. to six nights a week. Yeah. With breaks to smoke weed. Yeah. This, this is what I would expect to hear in that mm-hmm. case. Yeah. Yes. Um, Matt, is this your is this your favorite song on the album? Or your favorite song? Oh, <laughs> he's got to think about it. He's got to think uh, about yeah, it. Yeah, I got. I got to put in the time on this one. All right, Matt. If you uh, want... right now, I'm gonna say favorite song on the album. Favorite song on the album. Okay, I was gonna say if you need to think about it, you can always just you know hop up on that big couch. You know, take uh, a little, take a little yeah. snooze. Take a little snooze. You know, wherever you want. Just watch out because at any moment Gallagher may do a swan dive onto <laughs> the middle of the couch, <laughs> and it's gonna. Flop you right into the arm. As long as that audience is laughing, I'm in. Mm. They went to work the next day, and they had to talk about that bit. Then he brought out a giant couch, and it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. That's how they sold it. You know, that's why he was mad when the newer comics came up, because they're talking about the creation of a bit. I said this. I said this. Construction of a bit. And Gallagher's like, "Well, I had a giant fucking couch." And that's all I needed. You know? And then I hit a watermelon with a big hammer. He was doing the work. I mean, he definitely had a crew putting it together. He's doing something. I mean, he had to sit down and diagram it. He had to meet with engineers. They had to put it all together. He had to make sure that it was safe enough for him to jump off of and climb on. You know? Had to meet with foremen and people like that and say, this is what I want to do. And, you know, those people, they were just like, all right, as long as the check clears, I'll design your giant fucking couch. I don't give a shit. I heard Gallier always helped with the loadout. Oh, yeah. Load oh, yeah. in, load out. Gallier. Yeah, he's a real road dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't yeah. don't uh, sully his name just because I just learned he's dead, okay? <laughs> don't try it. Not Not on this. Not on He's this always night. locking stuff up in Gorilla Gear cases. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Gator. yeah, yeah. He's doing the proper cord wrap around the arm. Yeah, yep. mm-hmm. yeah. Cable yeah. management is very important. <laughs> oh, to oh to for sure, absolutely. Man. Yeah, hundred. Uh, when you're about to cover the front row with a papaya, mm-hmm. you better make sure that like mm-hmm. 
the yeah. cables are managed. Oh yeah. yeah. He's like, look, I know where disorder belongs and I know where order belongs. Order belongs in the bins. That's right. Disorder That's right. belongs That's right. in my sledge Controlled right. chaos. The um, audience needs to think that what's going on up here is just wild insanity. But we need to know that everything was planned meticulously. That's exactly right. Wow. Well, I think understanding this now is giving me a title of the next song, Brain Peel. <laughs> oh. Jenny, we'll start with you. Thoughts on Brain Peel? You know, it was a quick little bop. I thought it was it was fun, but there was just something about this one that didn't that didn't fully capture me. Where were you with Brain Peel? Uh, I went through a long journey with this song because first, those drums up top takes. I know it seems like not that long, but it felt like a really long time because those drums exited larsville and went straight to 311 land and i was like if this song goes into 311 direction i'm not gonna be happy but then it pivots and it becomes fake deftones and i was basically fine with it went into the liner notes to see what is this song about you guys this song is a pov song about getting your friend's dealer's number to get some that hot weed oh shit okay yeah listen to these lyrics cool down fucked around and got your digits from a friend i gotta say description wise i'm already in i'm not calling this guy like tom wolf or anything but i definitely know what's going on right now this guy called the dealer and that guy's like who the fuck is this how'd you get this number and he's like hey relax got it from a friend of mine it's all good, but immediately I'm in the storyline in a way that I haven't necessarily been in some of these other songs where I'm like, is this song about suicide or are you just trying to be cool? Is this song about a bad relationship or are you guys just trying to say the word sick a lot? But here I'm like, oh, okay, now we're in it. And then he gets the drugs and he says, I feel dirty. That's when my brain starts to peel. I feel dirty, uh-oh. sick. And I'm like, uh-oh, this guy get a bad batch? Something go wrong? So narratively, I think this is their most successful song. Sonically, it's fake Deftones. Reminds me of the stuff from the first album. A little bit of teething from the Crow, sound, Crow City of Angels soundtrack. But uh, I, I did enjoy that. I mean, and they also he has the other line. I hear your backpack's full, so let me in on a fat sack enough to make us sick. Wow. If, wow. You're, if you're a dealer, that sounds like, all right. This guy's on the level, not a narc. Yeah. Let me 
let me get him some of that. He wants a fat sack. He wants a fat sack. Mm. Fat oh, he, sack. He's Santa's calling me for- in town. That's right. With that fat sack of green, you know? Mm-hmm. That's right. Matt, how'd you feel about Brain Peel? Actually, th- I like this one. I was like, okay. Yep. This one This one was fine. There you go. There you right. go. Matt said it was fine. What there a, we go. This is improvement. This is improvement. Screaming <laughs> endorsement. Oh, yeah. All right. Up next, we got your eyes. these guys like new metal <laughs> and what they don't like is your eyes i you know what there i'm this is me being as honest as i think i've ever been on this show here oh, we fucking here we go. go i would be so jealous of this guy because i don't like him at all like in terms of i don't know him at all mm-hmm. but like the presentation that i'm seeing here is a guy who's like sheer will and determination is making this happen. And, you know, it's magnetic and people are drawn to him, mainly ladies. And I would be like, fuck that guy. Hate that guy. Mm-hmm. But like, he probably has big couch energy, even though it's a real small couch oh, energy yeah. vibe. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, yeah, jealous. I'm jealous, wow. guys. This is jealous. I'm jealous. Yeah. Wow. Well, I and I, no, I'm not jealous, but, but like, sure. I absolutely no. <laughs> oh, sure, man. You sound yeah. jealous, man. You sound jealous. <laughs> I hate this guy. Uh, <laughs> you sound jealous. I'm jealous, I'll be honest. Um, dude, hey, he made the album. I didn't. I get to talk about it later. Like, Imagine how much fucking push, pussy geek got. Yeah, smells like tuna. Smells like tuna. Smells like tuna. Smells like tuna EP. That's right. <laughs> There's only one way you know that it smells like tuna, if you know what I mean. You know what? Yeah. Listen, and listen, they, it, odds are when they made the Smells Like Tuna EP, they, they probably just seen Revenge of the Nerds. They, they probably weren't getting any pussy. And then they were like, you know what? You have to be the change you want to see in the world. And right. so we're going to name this that, and then these things, you know, it's it's the secret all over again. You know, you just got to self-actualize. Yeah, and manifestation work. Mm-hmm, absolutely. That's that's what they were talking about. That's what they're talking about. Right. Um, this song, let me go to my notes. 
the base on this is very much I've been listening to Primus recently. Not I've been listening to Primus a long time, just recently. And I'm going to do some wild stuff. This song is New Metal AF. And uh, I, I said, you know what? They're not resting on their laurels to just be Deftones clones. Because this is not a Deftone, Deftonesy song with that level of bass tomfoolery. Um, they're making a lot of silly noises here. So they're trying to mix things up. Let me tell you, I wasn't bored. I was like, oh, something's going on here. Um, lyrically, who fucking knows? Um, yeah, I mean, look, do I want to go back and read stuff I wrote in 2000, 2001? No. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't at all. So, you know. Ready for the next one? Oh, yeah. The next one is called I Don't Give a Fuck. Hey guys, guys, um, guys. Um, um, uh oh. I I hate to say this, and I maybe I don't hate to uh-oh. say this, but this is a perfect song. Uh oh. <laughs> hey. Uh oh. Uh oh. I I I love that. <laughs> that's it's. Every time I came up, I'm like, when it ends, I was like, that's too short. And then I was like, no way, it's perfect length. They they did it. They fucking did it. I got no notes. I wrote in my notes. Just no notes. I wrote my notes. A perfect song question mark. Let me go edit my notes. Get rid of that question mark. Make that a period. A perfect song. New metal AF. Amazing. Jenny. Agree. Thoughts? Nothing to add. Signed in triplicate. <laughs> we like. I don't give a fuck. They nailed it. Big. They nailed it. Couch energy. Big. Big. Couch energy. energy. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Well, and those lyrics not in the liner notes because you don't need them. Yeah, you got them. That's right. It's the anthem. It's the anthem. I mean, I'm wondering. I I I doubt there's any geek set list on setlist.fm. But what do you close with that? You open with that? Where do you do that song? Maybe you give it the Jesse's girl and do it a few times. Mm, there it is. That's true. I wouldn't be. Ma- no one's gonna be mad about that. No one's gonna be mad about that. Um, all right. So there's there's your first surprise on Grade School Boner that it's got a perfect song. Dream. Yeah. All right. All right. One timer right there. That's yeah. right. Up yeah. next, we've got Give It Back.
this energy earlier in this album wait to the midpoint to like matt they've been reinvigorated by i don't give a fuck that's the right energy but they are also asking for you to give something back what they're asking for you to give back a fuck possibly (laughs) Mm, maybe i need to give a fuck back maybe yeah i'm gonna read these opening lines one of these days i'm gonna find myself then lock it down tight make sure that it feels right. Explosions of emotions to encounter to the people of the lame. It's a bother. That's poetry, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Jenny, how'd you feel about Give It Back? I have no idea what it was about, but I liked it. Good energy. Very new. I was like, all right, here we go. Great yeah. pick, me. <laughs> it's complimenting myself at this time. Yeah, there is some uh, interesting, interesting stuff going on in the line in the uh, in the lyrics because ultimately I'm going to say bad relationship song, but there is uh, there's this one living on the edge with a psycho female, been there, throw it into love, give up that email address, you press the button, then you run. So email in 2000, a little different, I'd say. Than email now. It was actually read. Actually read. That was a big one. And so I'm imagining somebody is writing an email and then sending it and then I guess running away from the computer. Mm. Which Mm. you could do. Think about that. Think about that. You could send an email and then just go somewhere else and you wouldn't know about that email until you went back to another computer. Yeah, you probably had to dial up still at that time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, unless you were at a computer lab on a university that's right yeah otherwise yeah you were like i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to do the old dial up to check this email that i sent earlier that i was very hesitant to send very worried about mom get off the phone (laughs) Mm. i have to check my email uh Mm. so were you i mean jenny were you sending lots of emails in the year 2000 Mm. Mm. yeah well mm, i think I think maybe t- 2000, 2001. Yeah, that's when it really started to pick up for me. Maybe more like 2001. I didn't start sending any emails until I went to college. So I wasn't emailing anybody. I was strictly AIM when I was in high school. Ooh. That's what I was doing. Just AIM all day, all night. And I mean, I continued aiming all through college. You know, AIM was, that was just where you lived. You know, you just, you just had an AIM box open on your desktop while you worked on papers or what have you. Always just waiting for somebody to pop in and say, you up? Oh, ICQ, baby. Uh-oh. Oh, you were an ICQer? Yeah, man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jenny, were you an ICQer? I don't even know what that is. There we so, go. no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, that's our thoughts on Give It Up uh, or Give It Back. A title I've already <laughs> lost, apparently. All right. Jenny, 
What do we have next? That's simply whore. Let me tell you a story about a girl I know. What was she like? Maybe I better sing in a pop. Okay, let's... <laughs> <laughs> All right! <laughs> oh, boy. This is... Uh... Oh, man. This one was tough. It was very funny. It's very... It's very funny. It's very young funny time. D- um... Didn't age well. So funny, though. <laughs> Uh, for, the, for those just joining us in the middle of a podcast, if that's possible, this is the song Horror from Grade School Boner by Geek. This one, clearly a bad relationship song, the POV of the lyrics all over the place. Because at first I thought he was calling this girl a whore, but then he's talking about somebody else has had sex with a whore. And then it, it not a, the, the through line isn't there. There's a lack of clarity. I don't know if there was a second or third draft on these lyrics. I don't know if Doug was like, hey, you know what? Whore, you nailed it. Do it. This one, I'm going to say it's not my favorite on the album. It's not. It's not. It's just not. And uh, yeah, if I had to guess. I can't believe it. I can't believe this one's not your number one. It's not my favorite. It's not my favorite, you guys. I'm just going to say. I mean, they did their best. Did they? I don't know if they did their best on this one. <laughs> Tough to say. Tough to say. I, well, it's it's no, I don't give a fuck. I'll tell you that much. This That's the problem maybe with this one. I think he gives a bit of a fuck here. <laughs> All right. Okay. Up next, we got Candy with a K. There he is. There we go. Uh-oh. Is there anywhere I need to go in this song? 
right where you are, baby. This <laughs> motherfucker's spitting. Oh, no. <laughs> is he? You know what? Right now in this moment, I'd say he is. He's spitting all over that couch. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty mm. new. That's very new. Yeah. How, how's this for a lyric? Because it's a blast with a thorn in your side. From the start, you're fucked. Wow, wow, wow. Listen, after horror, I was like, this is the best song I've ever heard. <laughs> so. It's definitely better than horror, yeah. but not as good as I don't give a fuck. Mm, no. no, 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 no. I mean, I like that they spelled candy with a K. That was a real like, I see you. I see you and I acknowledge you and I see what you're doing there. On the, on the sliding scale of better than horror, there you go. Jenny? Nothing to add. Matt? I mean, um, he, 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 no, I don't have anything to add. <laughs> I'm on the fence. I, I'm trying to figure out where I am with this. This is weird. Oh, finding out that you're on the fence? That's a surprise to me. Oh, boy. There you go. Now, Matt, are oh. you, are you, are you, are you on the fence or are you sitting on the armrest? Well, you know, I'm I'm stuck between the cushions right now. Okay. Thinking, All right. Boy, this couch is large and comically large. Mm-hmm. Some might say that the audience is in hysterics of how large this couch is. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm hearing this and I go There is enough here for me to like, but I don't know if I do. That's what I'm on the fence with. The earlier tracks, it was very like instant. Like, yep, I don't. This isn't the new metal I like, which is fine. Like, I don't have to. You can't make me. We still can't. We've been you trying. Still can't. We still can't. All this time, hey, six years. That's all right. That's I don't, all right. I don't have to fucking like it. So, yeah, but this is like, eh, it's it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Not great, it's, but it's not bad. Right. Um, I, I guess we should do the next one then. All right. Up next, simply called Stop. most grade school boner song i wrote that in my notes like if there's any song in this album that truly lives up to the title grade school boner it is this song which feels like it was written uh while having a grade school boner and you're trying to um you're pining after a girl that doesn't want anything to do with you classic why do you act like you don't want me what and then and then instead of yelling it because you're so beat up inside you say Stop. Yeah, this this song has inflatable that's, couch energy. That is, <laughs> yes, that's right. That's definitely. 
yeah. blow up mattress energy. Yeah, absolutely. And then it has the line, this is my uh, this is my, I was going to say my favorite lyric on the album. This is my second favorite lyric on the album. My favorite lyric on the album is I don't give a fuck. I'm blinded by your hair and your eyes. Why? <laughs> if that ain't grade school boner right there, baby. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I'll bet you a million dollars, which I have because I'm so rich. Mm-hmm. It's talking about like a swoop and celebrate haircut in 2000. That's that's what oh, I'm yeah. guessing. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Stop. Oh, Can you imagine? Okay. I don't know what became of these guys, right? Like they could still think this is like sick. But I'm thinking this is me. I made this. I I've got my little Google alert on. I see some people are talking about this album. My first out, my first thought is, stop, <laughs> please don't. I was so young. It, it makes me feel bad. But then like these lyrics are, ay ay ay, all this like, <laughs> you act like you don't want me. I know you do. All this stuff, like yeah, maybe she just like doesn't though. <laughs> That's maybe the note stop is 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 to himself. It might be. It might. Yeah, you might. It might be a, a double double sided stop. But also, he's blinded by this girl's got hair and <laughs> yeah. eyes. Yeah, incredible combo. Wow, hair and eyes. All but, hair and eyes. <laughs> oh wait a minute! Is this, is this oh, cousin she, it? Is he in love with cousin it? Oh dude, have you seen her? She's all hair and eyes. Oh, oh hair and eyes, dude. <laughs> Real grade school boner. Dude, when I look at her hair and oh. eyes. Oh my god, oh. dude, she's got hair and yeah. she's got eyes. I oh. do think that the uh, song titled "Nut." Was missed by great by geek here. Hey, oh, man. we're not done yet. Hey, Matt, oh, we true. haven't. We also haven't. Well, let's let's take a quick peek. What was the um the uh, the track listing on Smells Like Tuna? Uh, I have it here. Okay, the uh, Brain Peel, but with Peel was spelled P E A L. Give it back is on that one. Your eyes is on. Is your eyes? That's not on this here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Your eyes. Okay. Your eyes away. Uh, here's the a track called Rise. That's almost definitely about a boner. About a winger. Yeah, absolutely. But apparently that one was not good enough to get on uh, on the album. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, all right. Quick cue. Uh, how respectful of our time is this album? Oh, this album comes in at a hot 31.49. Incredibly, incredibly respectful. A breeze every time. Are you telling me, though? This girl's got hair and eyes? I mean... An incredible combo. Hair and eyes and not in love with him? I don't uh, know. That's, that's tough. That's really got to hurt. You go and you say to your mother, you're like, is anyone ever going to love me? And your mother says, someone will love you one day. It's like, will she have hair and eyes? And Please. Like, hey, beggars can't be choosers, okay? It's going to be one or the other. Dude, so, she's all hair and eyes, man. Don't want to fall in love with a lady that looks like a doll from Toy Story. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You yeah. know, you never know. You never know when Cupid Zero is gonna. Mm. Bop, 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 bop. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, we got a couple songs left. You want to listen to them? 
I do. Okay. Well, good, because that's sort of the conceit of the show. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've learned. I've learned. That's uh, weird. I know. <laughs> Up next. We Jenny got... <laughs> Nayland format at the end of her run. Oh, she's really I, it just, landing this plane. It just occurred to me what the format of the show is. Uh, I'm so proud. Up next, we got my own. Jenny, we're going to start with you. Thoughts on my own? It's very new. I like it better new. than horror. <laughs> <laughs> but less than I don't give a fuck. That really is the scale. That really is the scale. I like this lyric. You are strong, but your bones are weak. So my first thought is get this person a glass of milk. When you crawl, I can barely speak. Okay. Interesting twist there. Okay. You know I love you like my own. I'm like, wait, like your kid? Like your family? <laughs> I, I don't really know what's really going on in here, but I know there's something in the liner notes that my own is about is about somebody's like girlfriend or something. So this is, ladies and gentlemen, this is Geek's love song. Wow. But apparently this person has weak bones, which I believe is osteoporosis. And props to them for confronting that in a, in a new metal song. You don't see that too often. Or it's about a bird. Mm, could be about a bird. He's, ooh. I don't know that their bones are weak so much as they're hollow, but. Mm, it's true. There's also this line, you are young, but you've earned the crown of a queen. <laughs> All right. Queens don't earn their crowns. That's like the whole isn't that the whole deal? Um, I mean, if you usurp somebody. Okay. You know, Good point. You, know, you could be a queen. Yeah. You I know. Don't, people don't always it, follow the rules, Jenny. I that's mean, I know true. you're like Jenny, you are a firm follower of the rules of the monarchy. No no jumping in rank. Mm-mm. Follow it through. But somebody, yeah, someone gets straight up. They could do a coup. I guess they could that's do a, true. They could do a hostile takeover. Yeah, as though I've never, shit. as though I've never read Macbeth. You know. Mm. <sighs> wow, wow, Jenny, wow! Don't forget mm-hmm. when you don't forget your Billy Shakes. Yeah, speaking yeah. of the year two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that was the first time I read Macbeth, mm. so I should know a lot, mm. a lot. Maybe Bird Queen. Maybe I, I don't know. My own could be about anything. It could be about anything. It's true. We've got one song left. Is there more to say about my own before we move no, on? We are all agreeing that there's one song left. One song left, and that is Unsure. 
No, we're sure. This is the last We're sure. (laughs) We're sure, but the song is unsure, but we're sure. Any thoughts on unsure? Well, I'm sure I don't like it. And I'm also sure that that's fine. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It's just like a a teenage new metal love song. It's, I don't know. It's too much for me. What do you think, Lauren? I noticed the grinding chug right away and they brought back some of that fancy bass. The go in the song is whispered. Interesting decision to make. Most people yell their go, but here he goes, go. Very under his breath. And this song, diving into these lyrics, because that's what I was born to do, baby. Let's dive into these lyrics. Is, uh, is what he's saying is that, listen, you're not the first person to point out that I have anxiety and insecurities, and I am unsure. I've known. I know. Don't worry about it. I don't need to hear it from you, new person in my life. I hear it all the time. That seems to be the message of this song. It's like, I know. Things aren't great. I don't need to hear it right now. Okay? Get off my back, new person. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't need to deal with your shit about the fact that I am unsure. I know. Got it. Message received. Next topic. Next topic. That's what I'm getting from this one. Matt? Boy, I, I uh, it's it's fine. I just I don't like it, and there's nothing I can do about it. There is true. This is true, Matt. There's nothing you can do about it. I'm unsure if I can salvage it. Like it's just that they're on that whiny, moany, Deftones trip, um, and but he's not Chino, and I'm I'm not here for it. You know, I got a little incubus on this one. As well, I got a little, a little bit of the bus, a little bit. Gotta get uh, on that bus. A little bit more musically than, uh, than lyrically, because um, uh, uh, Brandon Boyd, uh, he's not unsure about anything. He's no. fairly confident. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna open those beef curtains. <laughs> That's right. Smells like tuna. You bet. Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. 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 Uh, and there you have it. That's Grade School Boner by Geek. And now it's the part of the show where we talk about... Talk about the canon. Jenny, let's start with you. 
So, uh, you know, I really wasn't sure what to expect here, but I am glad that one of the albums I'm going out on was like a very, it seems like fans making the music type of situation. I thought it was pretty good overall. There were lots of fun jams on here. Some <laughs> moments that were a bit of valleys, but it was still like, I don't know, charming in a way, I guess, of just like, oh man, being that age and it's captured forever and now 20 something years later, <laughs> some podcast hosts dig it up and start talking about it. Uh, so I, I don't know if I have anything for the canon. Now, maybe I don't give a fuck as we all agree. Great song. But to me, this was a fun listen. Very respectful of our time. I'm glad that I got to listen to it before I went out. but. Not not much for me here. Lauren, what do you think? This one I was also found very charming. As a real just kids banging it out kind of album. They're just ripping off everyone left and right, but they're also like trying things. They're not making the same song ten times. They're just doing whatever they can do, but also it's like this is an album that someone literally made for free. I was like, don't worry about it, guys. I'm just going to hit record. You just do what you got to do, and you can feel that youthful energy. And like you said, it's a peaks and valleys situation. But also, the peaks of I don't give a fuck. It's a perfect song. Like when it happened, I was like, this is, this is better than good. This is better than good considering all the other things that's going on here. And... Because I honestly, you know, when this album started, I was like, oh, we're, these guys, uh, guys are doing some Deptone rips, some JD rips. Uh, yeah, we'll see how this goes. But I would say there is inspiration and there is there is uh, references, but I don't give a fuck feels truly inspired in a better way. So if I were to pick anything for the canon, I would pick I don't give a fuck. Matt? I don't give a fuck. Wow. Kind of. I I am pained to say because I did not like this album very much at all. I don't give a fuck is one minute long. And it is. I Since it is one minute long, I feel like I need to hear it one more time here. It, it 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 has to go somewhere. I don't know if it goes in the canon. It might go in the junk drawer. Um, I was just afraid of it being a hardcore song more than a a new metal song. But no, those those riffs and those crunch are very uh, very much uh, new metal AF. Jenny, we'll go back to you. 
Matt is thinking junk drawer. I am saying the cannon. Where does I don't give a fuck go? Wow. Well, I'm not going to have any more opportunities to do this, so I'm saying cannon. Yeah! <laughs> not Corn's first record. Not Corn's first, 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 first record. No, 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 no. no. A 50 second song <laughs> called I Don't Give a Fuck. Yeah. Why not? Yes. Uh, geek, welcome to the new metal can. And you did it. You did it, boys. You did it. And I'm proud of you. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Roach Coach. Keep on saying hello to us online, Facebook, Twitter, if they still exist, Instagram, or Roach Coach, and all those. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a question for Jenny, the Jenny AMA still ongoing. Send your questions in. She will answer them. I will. We got a really funny question in while we were recording. And the question was from Robert Zwoner Jr. says, why couldn't she just leave sooner? <laughs> wow. Tune into the AMA <laughs> to find out. <laughs> Great question. Thank you for your participation, Robert. Thanks, Robert. Um, and, uh, yeah, keep sending them in. RoachCoachPodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.